Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. Proverbs chapter 1, the seven pillars of wisdom. You have heard me talk about that all the time. So let's do that, the seven pillars of wisdom. Amen. The Bible says that wisdom has built his seven pillars. So wisdom is built on seven foundations. Seven is a number for perfection. Seven is a number for perfection. Numbers are very significant spiritually. Amen. Number one is the number for God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. Number two uh, uh, is a number for witness. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Established in the book of Exodus, uh, the book of Deuteronomy, and also in the epistles of Paul. Then uh, number three is the number for the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man is three. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Then number four is the number for the world. North, south, east, and west. North pole, south pole, east pole, and west pole. Then number five is the number for grace. The fivefold ministry. Amen. Amen. Number six is the number for man. His name and his number shall be 666. Amen. Number seven is a number for perfection. Number eight is the number for new beginnings. Number nine is the number for fruitfulness. Number 10 is the number for establishment. Number 11 is the number for confusion. Number 12 is the number for government. Number 13 is the number for Satan. And then it starts all over again. Confusion, 9, 11. Confusion. Amen. Seven pillars of wisdom. You're talking about um, understanding. Understanding, you're talking about knowledge. You're talking about prudence. You're talking about discretion. You're talking about subtlety. You're talking about counsel. You're talking about judgment. So judgment, counsel, subtlety, discretion, prudence, knowledge, and understanding, the seven pillars of wisdom. So we're going to take each one at a time. But today, um, let me deal with the spirit or the woman called wisdom. Let me deal with wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1. He says, the, the Proverbs of Solomon, the, the, the son of David, the king of Israel, chapter 6. To understand a proverb and the interpretation the words of the wise and they are saying, they are dark sayings. Amen. And so without wisdom, you can never decode these wise sayings of the wise. Amen. It takes wisdom. Wisdom is very important. Wisdom is key. Wisdom is key to life. Wisdom, wisdom is key to life. Wisdom is key to life. Let me say it again. Wisdom is key to life. You can, be very in, you can be very talented, but without wisdom, you can never get anywhere. You can be very educated, but without wisdom, you'll never get anywhere. You can be very beautiful, okay? Very beautiful, well-favored, but lack of wisdom will corrupt your favor. Wisdom is key. So let's look at it from Proverbs chapter number 4, uh, verse 7 to 9. Proverbs chapter number 4. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 4, from 7 to 9. Amen. Wisdom is the principal thing. The word principal is the key. Say the, uh, 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 the principal of the school. He's the key. He's the, he's the key person to the school. He's the key person. The principal. 
the principal is, is, the, is the one that everything hangs around. The Bible says that, um, wisdom says that, you know, without me, the heavens were not made. I was there when he created the heavens. We saw that wisdom is a she, it's a woman. And, and, and we spoke a whole lot about it. Now, he said, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. And so he said, therefore, get wisdom. Now, so the word therefore is connected to the first one. He said, the reason why you need to get wisdom, because wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore. Therefore, because it's the most important thing. Okay, wisdom is very important. Every time you are studying the Bible, you have to pay attention to the words. Just, just don't read. Okay, the word therefore is there for a reason. Therefore, get, get. therefore, get. This is more important. There are so many things in life that is very important, but this one is very important. Therefore, get this. Do you, do you get it? Yes, he said, therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. So we know that understanding is one of the branches of wisdom. And I will explain the difference between wisdom and understanding. But you see, you can, you can, you can have, you can, when you, when you, when you have wisdom, when you have wisdom, you can be able to have understanding but you can isolate yourself or isolate wisdom and not pray, um, isolate understanding, just have understanding without having wisdom because wisdom has seven branches. So you can have understanding without having subtlety. You can have understanding without having prudence. You can have understanding without having discretion. Are you understanding me? But so when you have wisdom, you have all these things. But you can have understanding without having the other branches or the other pillars of wisdom. Are you so far with me? Okay, so the Bible says that, therefore get understanding. Verse 8, exhort her and she shall promote you. Eh? She shall bring thee to honor, exhort wisdom, and, and wisdom will promote you. She will bring you to honor when thou embrace her. I believe I've spoken about the, 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 this aspect of wisdom. Wisdom is a she. I think I did a lot of lesson about it already. Okay, now, uh, she, shall, she shall give to thy head an ornament of grace, an ornament of favor, a crown of glory shall he deliver to thee. She will deliver to you a can. Can you imagine what wisdom can do? Can you imagine what wisdom can do? Wisdom will put over your head an honor. Wisdom will cause you to be honored. It will put a crown. Amen. You can be a little boy and, and God can crown you with wisdom. You can be a little girl and God can crown you with wisdom. You can be uneducated. Uh, uh, you're going to find out that it's one thing to be educated, it's another thing to be wise. Yeah. Okay? A crown of glory shall he deliver. So wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom, that's why I want to do this, you know, set this as a principal foundation of this lesson today. Say amen. amen. Now, wisdom determines your favor. Wisdom determines your favor. Remember, he will, uh, 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 he will put a crown of grace and honor on your head. So wisdom determines my favor. Let's all say it together. Say wisdom, wisdom determines my favor. Come on, say it again. Say wisdom determines my favor. Let's say it again. Say wisdom determines my favor. Number two, favor schedules your season. Wisdom determines your favor. Favor will schedule your season and faith decides favors timing in your life. Wisdom determines your favor. Favor schedules your season. Faith decides favors timing in your life. Mm. 
Most situations are not solved because of wisdom. Most situations, there are situations you don't need money, you need favor. There are situations you don't need an anointing, you need favor. You need favor. There are, uh, you, need, you, need, you need wisdom. Most, most problems people have in life are wisdom problems. It's not money problem. It's wisdom problem. It's wisdom problem. A lot of problems that people deal with in their homes, in their families, on their jobs, in their lives is just lack of wisdom. It's just lack. That's what the Bible says that is the principal thing. Is the principal thing. Let, let, let's, let's, let's keep on going. Okay. Uh, uh, most, so most problem is not money. It's not anointing. It's lack of wisdom. Knowledge gives you what to do. Knowledge will give you what to do. Wisdom teaches you how to do it. Okay. Knowledge tells you what to do. Wisdom shows you how. To do it now, the problem we have in life is not what to do. Most of us know what to do, but how to get it accomplished. The problem we have in Africa, you know, is lack. It's not lack of money. It's not lack of money. It's not lack of prayer, because Africans pray than any other continent in the world. Africans pray more than anybody. So it's not lack of prayer. It's not lack of anointing. But it is lack of wisdom. It's lack of wisdom. Why? Because we have gold, but we can't dig. Unless we bring somebody from outside. We have cocoa. We can't develop it. Unless we ship it to, to Switzerland for them to turn it to chocolate and cocoa butter and send it back to us. We have diamonds. We can't dig. We have iron ore. We can't dig. We have everything that... that Everything that God will give to mankind is in the soil of Africa. The problem is not what, is the how to develop what God has given to you. Now, the problem with us, you and I, is not what, is the how. How you develop yourself. Can I have amen? amen. Very important. Okay? So, wisdom is very diverse. When you have wisdom, you can operate in a whole different, I mean, different uh, planes of life. You can be a real estate person and have wisdom in finance. And you can have wisdom in marriage. You can have wisdom in this. You can have wisdom in building. You can have wisdom in that. You can have But knowledge is very uh, uh, stationary or confined. That is, you only know what you have learned. Are you understanding me? For example, if you are a nurse, you only know about nursing. But if you are, you, have, you are wise or you have wisdom, you can move across a lot of planes in life. Come on, are you here? Yes, yes. Very important. You know, very, very important. Wisdom, so let, let me define... Let me define some of the, uh, let me give you some, my personal definition of what wisdom is. It's my personal, this is from Bishop Dominic Alute's dictionary. Wisdom, number one, is the law of God applied accurately to solve life's simple and complex situations or issues and problems. That is wisdom. The, the law of God applied accurately. Okay? The law of God applied accurately. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Wisdom, ab ability to apply that which is learned. Okay? Now, you can, every fool can learn. Every fool can learn. Come on here. Every fool can learn. You know, you can go to school and be a fool and still pass examinations. As long as your mind is sharp, you can memorize stuff, you can read stuff and memorize. 
things and pass examination. Every fool can pass examination, but it takes the wise to apply what they know. So you can sit in church and hear so much messages and it will never impact your life. Let's see what Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32. He said, then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him. I want you to look at it too. The Bible says that he said to those who believe on him. If, now look at it. If you continue on my word. So you believe in me. You believe in me. You are following me. But unless you continue in my word. Okay? Unless you continue in my word, uh, then you are my disciples indeed. In other words, there are two groups of people. There are those who just believe. Okay? And they come to church. But they don't live in the word. Okay? They are totally separated from the word of God. Am I talking to somebody here? He said, then, then those who are my disciples are not just those who come. Are not just those who come to church. No. They are, those who are my disciples are those who continue in my word. Now, now the verse 32. Then he said, and, and, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I don't know how we turn this scripture to say that and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible didn't say the truth shall set you free. The Bible said the truth shall make you. Making is a process. Making is a process. Forming, causing, compelling, creating, constituting, workmanship, composition, or architecturing. Okay, making that is is a process that in, in other words, when I continue in the word of God and I keep on hearing and doing the word of God on a daily basis, I progress in several different areas of my life. In other words, it is it is wrong for me to keep on hearing the word and remain where I am. No progress. I'm not making any headway in life. Are you hearing me? Okay, it's very important. You got you have to understand that that the truth it is not the truth that you know, it's the truth that you study and you allow to work in your life that set you free. In other words, you will sit and hear a lot of things in church. Oh my God, Bishop Alote, you have taught in living faith. You have taught, Jesus, you have taught. I mean, you have heard me say so many things that, that some of the things that I have, I have taught here, if you can only apply 5%, you are not free because you are not allowing the word to work in your life. Definition number two, wisdom. Walking through earth, the earth, with skill and purpose. Walking through the earth with skill and purpose. Let's say it together. Say, walking through the earth with skill and purpose. Now, everything that God does, he does it for a purpose. God is a purposeful God. Everything has a purpose. Wherever purpose is not discovered, Abuse becomes inevitable. Wherever purpose is not discovered, I want you to hear me. Wherever purpose is not discovered, abuse becomes inevitable. If you don't discover the purpose of a thing, the next thing is that you are going to abuse the thing. If you don't discover the purpose for the wife, you will abuse the wife. If you don't discover the purpose for the husband, you will abuse the husband. If you don't discover the purpose for the marriage, you will misuse the marriage. For this purpose, a man will leave his mother and his father and shall be cleave for this reason. So even marriage has a purpose. As wisdom is the ability to find what my purpose is. Wisdom is the ability to discover my purpose because you are driven by purpose. It is purpose that drives you. 
When you get up in the morning, some of us, you can't, you can't sleep like other people sleep because of purpose. It's purpose that make you sleep for three, four hours and you are up again moving. Purpose. It's purpose that makes you get up at 12, 1 a.m. and start worshiping. Purpose. It's purpose that drives us. It's purpose that keep people alive. Let me tell you, people with purpose never die before their time. The Bible says about that man in the book of Luke, the Bible says when he saw Jesus, he said, let now thy servant depart in peace because my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. In other words, I leave my purpose is to see Jesus. Come on here, somebody. Amen. So the purpose kept him alive. The purpose kept, when you discover your purpose until your purpose on earth is accomplished, there is no demon, there is no witch, no wizard. There, I don't even understand why Christians, some of us are so much into witchcraft. I mean, we are so much afraid. Okay? Walking through life with skill, and that skill, we, we also call it intelligence. We call it intelligence. That intelligence, we also call it interpreting situations. Intelligence, interpreting situations. Finding solutions to, to, to different scenarios of life. Number three, ability to avoid pitfalls and unnecessary battles and delays in life. The, the wisdom, wisdom is also the ability, are, are you writing? Yes. Wisdom is also the ability to avoid pitfalls and, and, and unnecessary battles and delays. Because, because if you don't have wisdom, you'll fight every battle that comes your way. It's not every battle you fight. It is not every battle you fight. It is not everybody you answer to. You see, when I, when I refuse, when I refuse to speak and walk away, it doesn't mean that I am stupid. It just means that you don't matter anymore. If you are not wise, you use your strength to fight unnecessary battles, then you waste your strength, then when the real battle comes, you have no strength to fight. So it is wisdom that teaches you which battle to fight and which one to live alone. Who do you respond to and who you shouldn't even bother answering? Are you hearing me? It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Which battle is rewarding and which battle is a waste of time? Because there are battles that you fight which is a waste of your energy and your time. Then there are battles that are rewarding. Every battle must bring you a price. Amen. Amen. Huh? David said, David said to the men of Israel, he said, what shall be done to the man that killed this, this person? In other words, I am not going to fight Goliath if I don't know the price involved in killing this man. Am I talking to somebody here? Your, your, your breakthrough and your reward is always connected to the battle you overcome. Amen. So don't waste your time fighting every battle, answering every question. Eh? Answering every test, getting wet out about everything that somebody says, you jump. That's wisdom. Number four, wisdom from Bishop Dominic Alote's dictionary. The ability to deal with everybody at their level without hurting them or hurting yourself. That's wisdom. How do you deal with, you know? People who are very problematic. I say it's easy. I say you must deal with everybody at their level. Without hurting yourself or hurting them. I said the reason why Jesus could sit and eat with Judas. When he knew that Judas had betrayed him. 
Hear me. If it were you or me or somebody I know, immediately Judas walk into the place. He will quickly stand up and hold this. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Hold him and pull him. Are you not the one who just betrayed me and now I've gathered here to eat and you are here? The, the wisdom of Jesus made him keep quiet. The wisdom of Jesus controlled his anger and kept it inside. Fed them and washed their feet. And then he said, someone of, one of you will betray me without even talking about Judas. And he said, the one that I put this thing in his mouth. And then he fed Judas, put the food in his mouth. And still, the disciple didn't know it was Judas. Because the Bible says they, they thought when he said, whatsoever that do it, do it quickly. The Bible says that they thought that because he had the money back, he was going to feed the poor. What kind of wisdom is this that makes you handle your, your, your main enemy without you getting so beaten up? So God said in the, in the, in the Old Testament, God said to the forward, I'll be forward. To the merciful, I'll be merciful. You see, it means that I will deal with everybody at their level. I will not hurt them because a forward person, if I try to lift him up to my level, I will hurt him. So let me come down to his forwardness and deal with him according to his stupidity. Okay? The, the Paul says, I've become, all, I've become all things to all men. To the Jews, I became a Jew. To the Gentile, I'm a Gentile. To the weak, I became weak. To the strong. That is, you, wisdom gives you the ability it gives you the ability to handle everybody at their level without hurting them or hurting yourself. Come on, put your hands together. It's wisdom. Hey, see, you see why I say it's a principal thing? Because you deal with this on a daily basis. On a daily basis. On your job, on your workplace, in your family, in, you deal with this on a daily basis. So without the, this wisdom, you have a heart attack. Okay, number five, ability to devise cunning works and enterprises. Ability to devise innovative or innovation or creativity or ingenuity creative ideas innovation is a product of wisdom innovation education is one thing innovation is another come on shout a big amen, amen. Um, Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 chapter 11 verse 2 and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him he's talking about Jesus it's a prophetic word about Jesus. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge. And so you see that he's mentioning all this and he speaks about it's a spirit. It's a spirit. It is an anointing. It is an anointing. The anointing for wisdom. The anointing for counsel, the anointing for might, for power, the anointing for, for knowledge, insight. So, so the, the word knowledge is more than accumulation of information. From this, stand of, from this standpoint, the word knowledge is also insight. Number two, to comprehend. Comprehension. You know, comprehension, what com to comprehend something. Okay? Comprehension, insight, the ability to know something without you being able to explain what you know. But you can, you can work it. But words cannot explain it. Cunningness. Spiritual perception. 
This is an advanced knowledge that comes from the archives of God. Okay? It comes from the archives of God. So, in 1 John chapter 3 verse 2, he said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we, he shall appear, how do you know? Because you are talking about the end. But he says that, for we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. So I'm going through something. But there is something I know within me that I cannot explain. That tells me that whatever I'm going through will turn around for my deliverance. My God. And so therefore, I'm going through this with boldness. I'm going through this with courage. I'm going through this with faith. I'm going through because I know the end from the beginning. My God. Wow. I'm not anxious. I'm not worried. I'm not fret, uh, fearful. I'm not fretting. I'm not jumping back and forth, praying all kind of panic prayers because I know something that the ordinary person doesn't know. Do I have amen? Amen. Look at another scripture that talks about, and we know that, for we know that for those who are who, who are called for all things works together for those who are called according to his purpose we know that so whatever I'm going through I know it's going to work out for my good Amen. it's a spiritual perception it's something that, that so it doesn't make me give up in the midst of the battle because somehow I know that this is earmark for my promotion hey when you read First John, First John, Second John, he keep on talking about. I know Paul. Read the letters of Paul. I know, and I'm fully persuaded. I know, I'm fully persuaded. I know, I know that. I know he's able to keep that. Which you know, and he, and you are asking yourself, how do this man know? Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse twenty-three and twenty-four. It's amazing. Look at what Paul says. He says, "For we know." That if our earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, uh-huh, they said we have a building of God and house not made with hands. How do you know that? He said, We know, we know that if this body, this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, we have another house in heaven. How do you know that? It's a knowledge, but it didn't come through any learning. It didn't come through any learning. You know, and so it's an impartation. This is the grace of God that God gives to some of us that allow us to tackle topics that other people cannot handle. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Don't turn to it. It's a popular scripture in the Bible. Precious, you know that scripture. You know that Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. He shall hasten over his word to perform. You know it. It's just that you don't know that that's where it is. It's a popular scripture. He shall hasten over his word to perform. He said, but the word is, thou hast well seen. So where did it come from? The verse 11. The verse 11 says, he asks Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see a rod of armor tree. Then he said, you have seen well. For I will hasten over my word to perform. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the reason why it is an armor tree. And what he saw about the armor tree that made God say, I will hasten over my word to perform. I'll put that on the shelf. Praying and asking the Holy Spirit, I said, You got to teach me this. I said, I hear everybody talk about verse 12, but I want to ha- I want to have insight into the scripture. It was amazing what I have discovered. 
another time. Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 23 and 24. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and added learning to his lips. So one, one of the ways, you see, when you see foolish people, they just talk. Their mouth is disconnected from their heart. And so you end up saying a lot of things before you realize that a lot of things that you said shouldn't have been said. You're living with a man at home, be very careful what you say. Or a woman at home, be very careful what you say. Because you can be forgiving, but the worst will never depart out of the person's mind. Yeah. Okay? So your heart must teach you. Don't just get angry and just start talking. Even if you feel like that. A, a wise man doesn't speak out of feelings. You know how many people have destroyed their marriages, their businesses, their finances because of, of, of rash speaking. Look at the verse 24. I don't know if I'm helping somebody, I'm teaching you, I'm packing something. Verse 24, pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words. Pleasant words. They are health, they are medicine. They are medicine. Chapter 15, verse 14, Proverbs. Chapter 15, verse 14. The heart of him that have understanding seeketh knowledge. So one of the ways you know that somebody have understanding is that he's always gravitating towards knowledge. They want to know. They want, they're asking questions. They want to find out. They, they seek knowledge. The heart of the one that have understanding seeketh knowledge. But the, ma- the mouth of the fool of fools feedeth on foolishness. It feeds on foolishness. Give me the amplifier with this. And let's pick up the next one. The mind of the intelligent and discerning seeks knowledge and eagerly inquires after it. But the mouth of the stubborn fool feast on foolishness foolish people are the most stubborn people you can find anytime you see stop there are there are a few characteristics of fools one of the characteristics of a fool is stubbornness another characteristic of a fool is anger i can give you about 14 characteristics of fools but take these two number one a foolish person is very stubborn a stubborn person is bent on his ways, even when he's wrong. Number two, a foolish person is always angry, fuming about everything. The Bible says that anger rests in the bosom of fools. Okay, the lips of the wise disperse knowledge. Okay, but the heart of the fool or the foolish do it not so. One of the signs of a wise person is that when you come into his presence, his words is always teaching you. Wise person, huh? when you come into their presence, they are always dispersing knowledge. Proverbs chapter 17, 27 and 28. You, you will give me, uh, I'll finish reading it and then you give me the amplify. He that have knowledge spare his words. Let's all read it together, one go. So now, now watch this. I don't, I don't just decide to speak because I'm afraid of you. Because I'm afraid of you. I decided not to speak because I'm a wise man. I am not going to allow my emotions to make me say things I shouldn't say. A wise man knows that when he's angry, he shouldn't talk. Okay, so the Bible says that the one that have this kind of knowledge knows how to spare his words 
And a man of understanding is an excellent spirit. Give me the Amplified, verse 27. Verse 27. He who has knowledge restrains and is careful with his words. He restrains and is very careful with his words. Most of us are very careless with our words. Hear me, child of God. Words that are spoken can never be erased. Let me say it again. When you say things, you are with uh, your husband, you are with your wife, you are with your child, you are with, you know, and you say things. Okay, later on you are going to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I will forgive you, but guess what? Whatever you said cannot be erased. So, my knowledge helps me to restrain myself. And I'm very careful with the words I'm speaking. A man of understanding and wisdom has a cool spirit, self-control, and even temper. Give me the verse 28, the King James. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, he is counted as a wise man. And he that, he that shattered his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Okay, now give me the amplifier. All this is coming because this man have knowledge. Okay, now watch this. Even a callous, arrogant fool, when he keeps silent, he's considered wise. So sometimes, you know, foolishness make you believe that if you don't talk, then you are weak. Okay, that is foolishness. Uh, if I don't say anything, then they will think I'm a weak person. No. Sometimes your strength and your power is in your silence. Let me say it again. Sometimes your strength and your power is in your si- silence. And your ability to shut your mouth is very important. I'm a wise man. Okay, even a fool. When he learns to shut his mouth, he's counted as a wise person. So look at how important me keeping my mouth in the midst of controversy. In the midst of uh, 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 this, this story I heard from Hilliard, and I, I, can't, I can't improve on it. So I'll use the, the example. One person work, works in the office. One, some of the people, they took an offering. Church that sit about 4,000 people. That Sunday, that Wednesday night, they went to church, took the offering, and the offering disappeared in the office. And it's a big office. And they asked everybody, and nobody said it's them. But you know what happened? Everybody marked one person in the office, and everybody said, he is the one that stole it. Everybody said he was the suspect because he's very unassuming and he's not like, you know, into people and all that. So they put the thing on him and he, they called him, they asked him, you, did you? he said, no, he said, I didn't take it. I, didn't, I, 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 I mean, I would never swear, but I didn't take it. Then he'll go back and do his normal work and relate to people the same way they are. Everybody is trying to shy away from him you know, everybody's trying to, you know, uh, 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 detach from him. Everybody's you know, whispering. He's a thief. Watch your stuff very well. That man, he stole the offering. I don't even know why he's still sitting here. He stole the, that's a lot of money he took from the office. You know, and they're talking, 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 talking. And he kept quiet. He came to work the same way, went home the same way, did the same thing without doing anything, without saying anything, until they realized that it was one of the adopted sons of the, of the bishop that stole the money. You know what happened to the man? The bishop's daughter came to the father and said, I'm going out with this gentleman. And he said, I bless you. I, I, ble- I bless your union. I bless it. 
He said, when you are ready to marry, I'm going to sponsor everything. One character that he didn't swear. I swear, I, me, you know, why are you people doing this to me? I swear, I, I'm telling you, I swear, I take my Bible and I swear. I, I, no, he was calm, a wise man. He ended up marrying the daughter, the bishop's daughter, and he became a, 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 an heir to that big ministry in Houston. Talk too much. You argue too much. You take it as a weakness. I have to defend myself. I, I have to. And, and you are fuming. Most of us have this blood pressure situation because we, we, allow, we, are, we allow people to get under our skin and we end up saying things we shouldn't say. You talk too much. Am I helping somebody tonight? Even a callous, arrogant fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. And when he closes his lips, he is regarded as a sensible, prudent, discreet, and a man of understanding. The fact that I didn't say anything doesn't mean that I'm afraid of you. There are many reasons why I refuse to talk. Number one, because you don't matter anymore. Number two, because no matter what I say, I can't convince you. Number three, I refuse to argue with you. The reason why I refuse to argue with you because you will never, we can never settle this argument. I say I'm not the one. You say I'm the one. Just take it. I'm not going to fight you. Number four, you want us to fight. Me, I refuse to fight. I won't fight. I will not be entangled with you. I won't. It's not because I'm a weak person. It's just because I just have decided not to fight. I'm a man of understanding. I'll give you one case and then we'll close for today. First Samuel chapter 22. We'll read from verse 18 to the end. And the king said to Doeg, Turn thou and fall upon the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned and fell on the priest. And he slew on that day four score. And five, how many? 85 persons that did where the leaning effort. Uh, 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 Priests. The sad story about this is that this direct man was detained by the Holy Spirit in the presence of God. So you are asking yourself, how can somebody detained by the Holy Spirit in the temple can turn around, came to the priest? Consult God from the priest. And in the next moment, turn around to kill the priest. But this is not what I, I want to focus on. Verse 19 and verse 20. And note the city of the priest smote him with the edge of the sword. Both men and women and children and sucklings and oxen and axes and sheep with the edge of the sword. That is what uh, Saul did. Okay? The, 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 a very unwise man of God. Uh, unwise king. Anointed, but he was unwise. Okay. And one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitob, named Abiata, escaped and fled after David. Verse 21, and Abiata showed David that Saul has slain the, the priest, the lost priest. And David said unto Abiata, I knew in that day. I knew in that day. In other words, when I came into the place and I saw the work, I had insight, information about the work. The reason why this has occurred is because I didn't use the knowledge I had. Because David could have spared these people the, the, through what he knew. Now, what he knew, I want you to understand this. What David is talking about here, this knowing here is not something you learn from school. This is an impartation of the spirit. It is an insight. So I get into the middle of the meeting. I sit 
with the people and somehow I can pick up through my human spirit. I know that this is how this meeting is going to go. This is the reason why we pray for this. We're going to see other people that prayed for this. They asked God for this knowledge. They knew. They knew. They had, they had an understanding. They had an understanding. They knew something. They knew something that the average person didn't know. Can you imagine? David knew something that the priest didn't know. And what the priest didn't know is what killed him. The law, he was, he was the Lord's priest. He was anointed. He carried the effort. Huh? He made sacrifices on the behalf of the people, made intercession to the people to God. And yet, because of lack of this spiritual knowledge, he died. Not only him, but his household, children, suckling, infants, all of them died because he didn't know what he should have known. Do you, do you get it? Yes. Do you get it? Yes, I must know. I must have inside information. I must have preconceived information. I must be aware of what nobody else is aware of. That is how I deliver myself from trouble because I could see, I could foresee the trouble coming. I could foresee the danger. I'm walking with this person and I could foresee this is how this will end. And because of that, I quickly remove myself from the trap that has been set for me. But the Bible says a foolish man keep on walking in until he falls into it. I know. The first pillar of wisdom is this knowledge. Paul calls it gonosco. Insight. Perception. Something you cannot explain, but you know. Possibly, David couldn't explain how this man would kill everybody. But some, somehow, he knew it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's say amen. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alute, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.